Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. Reliability Engineering for Data and Data Mesh, Mesh Musings number 40. So this is not about data quality per se. I hate the fact that data reliability engineering is getting taken over by that concept that it's only about data quality. It's way too myopic of a focus within data, which is kind of one of the things Jamax speaks out against quite a bit, that we have these really micro myopic roles and focuses. If you want to call this something else, reliability engineering, sure, whatever. But reliability engineering as a practice, when you look at it according to data, is not just about the quality. If it's only about the quality, you're doing it wrong. Another episode to listen to on this topic that I recommend in general is episode number 72 with Emily Gorsinski. I think that is so crucial to when we think about, especially for like CDOs and things, when we think about what are we actually trying to do at the micro and the macro level. So what is reliability engineering and all that? When you look at the operational world, even in micro in a microservices approach, there are SREs or site reliability engineers. In many orgs, these SREs aren't embedded into the domains at the you know, by microservice level, but are in a central team or kind of sets of central teams that might be in a line of business, depending on how big the business is. They have a lot of the institutional knowledge about the glue between the systems, how they interact, etc. A big reason for me to start to look at this again was someone recently asking me, how do we triage data work based on what's on fire and what actually matters? There are constant issues around data, just like there are kind of when you do anything observability related, but what actually matters and why? And how do we actually apply those concepts around reliability engineering to our systems? How do we figure out how we can elevate what matters and why? So personally, I was in the SRE team when I was at Tenable and I was managing their AWS spend. 
my first 90 to 180 days were about managing the cloud costs. They could go on, but won't. But once I had that pretty darn well under control, I started doing more and more learning about what was critical and why. When we were spending a you know a million dollars plus a month, I would look for these places where we could make a small tweak that would cost us like twenty thousand a year, you know, two thousand a month out of compared to one million plus, but it would significantly improve user experience or reliability, and that was a no brainer to me, which surprised a lot of people. But for me, it wasn't about preventing spend; it was about having good reason for the spend. I worked hard with the SREs on my team to figure out what was causing issues, where we were misspending, overspending, but underspending and saying, hey, I'm going to go get you the budget to fix this because it's causing issues for our users, right? And reliability engineering, much more than just you know performance and things like that as well on the operational side, right? So the SREs, their job was to create and maintain the general kind of infrastructure for everyone to leverage as part of their their microservices. This wasn't the DevOps tooling, right? This wasn't just the CI CD, the, the you know, continuous integration, continuous deploy, that type of stuff. Much of this was more the database infrastructure that was shared across a lot of different uh, services. Some of it was the underlying AWS infrastructure, the Kubernetes instances, all this stuff, right? The clusters of Kubernetes. So in data, some might say that this should all be the data platform team, but I don't think so, at least not how most people are looking at their data platform teams, basically as the team creating the platform for creating and consuming data products, right? That's a little bit more on the DevOpsy uh, type of seat, uh, side, the DevOps platform aspect on the operational plane, right? On the operational side, I believe most organizations, there is a platform team and a separate SRE team. They've hit on that pattern for a reason. They've been trying this around SREs for five, maybe 10 years around microservices, right? Like it's, <laughs> they've hit on that for a reason to have those separation of concerns. So in the way many organizations leverage SREs, they generally don't have a lot of domain-specific knowledge, but they have the overall concept and understanding of how the services interact. Again, that can be embedded into the domain team, but I don't think that is generally how people are building their SRE teams anymore in a microservices approach. When microservices first came out, everybody was like, you have to have this five-person team and one of them is an SRE and you can't find SREs, right? Like if you look for data reliability engineers, they're going to be even harder to find right now. So they're on the SRE side, on the operational plane, there's a focus on understanding the bigger picture and preventing issues or triaging them when there is an incident. But in data right now, the centralized team does have the, the big benefit of generally, you know, in certain aspects, understanding how the data is being used or might be being used. Do we still want a team that has that kind of concept and can jump in with teams that own their data products to help them triage when there are incidents, when things come up, right? It's not that they have to have the domain specific understanding, but 
right now, especially at the start of people's data mesh journeys, these domains don't have the capabilities to really do a big triage type of event and really understand what's going on in a lot of incidents. Maybe we can decompose things into such a way that that's not the case. But, you know, microservices are supposedly in general much smaller than data products and data mesh. And we still need these SREs to come in and help these operational teams, these domain teams that have built their services. So in data mesh, who has an idea of the bigger picture? And who is maintaining the bigger picture and making sure people understand what really matters in that, right? Instead of focusing on just the pixels at the data product level or the microservice level, like we need somebody who's focusing on that bigger picture. What does it all add up to? I have harped on this one blog post I saw uh, from Monzo Bank, and they're an online or maybe even app-only bank in the U.S. or in the U.K., there was a post about how they built their data lineage system. And in that post, they said they had 4.5 thousand data assets in production for a company that I think was about 2,000 employees at the time, maybe even fewer. They did great work on the lineage system. I don't want to take away from that. But the story has always horrified me. Like 4.5 thousand data assets in production That's more than two per employee. And obviously not all of them are really involved in that aspect of the the bank, of doing what what needs to get done around uh, the bank. So think about how many data assets each person is actually owning and, and dealing with. And, you know, this is why Jamak has talked about, you know, not data as an asset, data as a product and all that stuff. But Again, there's just so many things like how do they know who is using what, why and how? What what's important? If this one thing is is has an issue, how do we know if that matters or not? My point here is that there's a bigger picture than just the data products and data mesh. And unless we start to think about the the bigger picture, we lose the forest for the trees. So, back to what a data reliability engineer could actually focus on. If it is just data quality, I think you've lost. I get it. There are vendors trying to throw weight behind this data, this definition of a data reliability engineer, but it is so narrow scoped, it hurts me. Actually, physically, I got a headache when I started to look at how people were using the term data reliability and data reliability engineer when I searched around. So I think this reliability engineering aspect is a big potential gap that is easy to miss in a data mesh journey, especially in phase one of that data mesh implementation. I've talked a bit about the concept of data Sherpas or data librarians, but I think we want to think about how data impacts our organizations on the micro level, right, at the data product level, but also the macro level. What is the bigger picture? How does it all fit together? especially as domain teams are leveling up in understanding their data and how to own it, who can help them with an incident, right? If they really don't know what they're doing, does it fall to just a central team that doesn't understand the context and just is trying to get them back up and running and they don't really know? Or is there 
somebody who can help triage. And so it's not just whoever screams the loudest, right? It might fall to that platform team, but within the platform team, should we have like a group of people that are more focused on building the tooling um, and some more focused on the incident management and understanding that big picture? How do you handle data incidents in, in a data mesh implementation? I don't think we've seen a lot around that. I think every org will be somewhat different. And I know a lot of listeners out there hate when I say that because I say that about everything and we need to test and figure out and all that stuff. But if we only focus on splitting up uh, the, the responsibilities, we'll lose the positive compounding impact of data, right? If we're so focused on the micro that we lose sense of the macro, right? This is where I've also talked about uh, maximization of value of global maximization instead of local maximization of value. And we'll also likely be chasing our tails too often instead of focusing on what matters. You know, we'll be jumping in on all these different incidents that don't really matter. Oh, that data product is having an issue. But we don't know that it's used weekly on Friday and isn't all that important. It's Monday. So we should want to back burner that, but we don't know that. Or maybe we do. If we do know that, then we can sense what we should be doing. Oh, that that other data product is part of the CEO's daily dashboard. And there's a big meeting with the board later this week. Yep. Let's get on that one right away. Let's make sure we understand how all of this stuff interacts and how data work gets done. And data, we really need to focus on what reliability engineering can do. Make sure the micro and the macro are taken care of, that we can identify when there are issues around SLA violation. Yes, data quality SLAs are are there, they're important, but there are other crucial SLAs for data products, right? That we can identify when there are issues is, is really crucial, that we can understand the impact of those SLA violations is also crucial, right? Oh, this one, the completeness went from, you know, 75% to 74.9%, right? I don't think that's really that huge of a deal versus this thing is this other data product. It's super crucial for driving uh, very important pricing decisions. And we, you know, we use it for, uh, you know, powering these these different ML applications. And it's really going to be an issue if the quality level drops at all. So we need to jump in on that so that we don't just misprice everything. If we don't have a sense at the macro level of how important a data incident is, how can we make sure there is appropriate help and that we we actually focus on getting there? Maybe we will decompose the data handling and transformation and push so much of that work to the platform itself that the platform team can handle if there's a platform issue and the domain teams, we've bifurcated it so much from the processing that the domain teams can handle it at the data concept, the business concept level, and that, you know, maybe we can get there, but I don't think the tooling's there at all right now. The, the ways of working, the processes, the tooling, the everything are not there right now. But I honestly don't even think we'll really get there at all. That's that to me, that's a 10 year out dream. And I don't think, I think it's just a pipe dream. I don't think it will actually happen. And I, again, I think that is end state, not journey transformation state, even if we had all the tooling and the ways of working and processes and all that fun stuff, right? SREs are still needed on the operational plane 10 plus years into the microservices revolution. 
for a reason. So what is my overall point here? We need to figure out how much we can actually do the separation of concerns in the data world. Essentially, in the operational world, a service going down can have a massive knock-on effect. Can we prevent that in the, the data world? Possibly. I see lots of potential issues there that I won't even go into right now. But like, if things are reliant on other data products, if a data product is reliant or processes or, or important workflows or whatever is reliant on data products, I think this is going to be potentially an issue. So my point here is that if we are overly focused on the data products, we will end up missing out on how each of those data products plays into the bigger mesh. I keep saying it, but on a lot of episodes, but execs rarely ask single domain questions. So we can't just focus at the single product level, right? If we view the really important aspects of data analytics and analytics to be about big picture questions, who are the firefighters, the rescue workers in a data mesh scenario? I think, you know, we're, we don't, we have centralized infrastructure for, for a reason. We have centralized things for a reason. I think we will have small central teams as a pattern around this, either emerge or they're already kind of there and people will start to talk about it and that it's not a, you know, it's a shameful pattern or anything like that. And I think, or, or, you know, we will see people that overly decentralize and realize that centralization can have its benefits and they'll swing back on that pendulum. Time will tell, but I think we need to discuss this one much more. I think people need to look at what reliability engineering actually means. What, what impact can it have on your organization? And that we need to really think about if we want to build this at a high scale, right? Reliability engineering can teach us how to do it. We don't have to forge our own paths. We can just take what everybody else has already learned, right? <laughs> and we can do it that way. So with that, I'll, I'll shut up now. Scott out. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music.